I think it's the permission to allow yourself to, mm. to you know, I, oh, I'm this person. It's the wholeness. It's I'm yeah. also this person too. It's giving, you know, letting yourself be detail oriented and obsessive mm-hmm. about, you know, what you're building. Try this bad boy emphasize. You are welcome to take a seat at the table where we use a new lens, where humanity are stakeholders. Different distinctions encouraged, intention starts from a no-judgment zone, a certain age is not criteria, and where you become comfortable with the uncomfortable to facilitate a new conversation. So technically, Henderson, Nevada... But but everyone knows where Las Vegas is uh, typically, so I just say Las Vegas. So is Henderson better than Las Vegas? Because I'm not a real big fan of Las Vegas. So there you go, Kiri Marie. It's so much better than Las. I'm just kidding. I don't. See, I don't. I don't know. That's what I, I don't wanted know, to hear. I don't know if you would love. I don't know if you would love Henderson more than Las Vegas. But let's find out together right but, now. But you're there, so I will. You know, okay. like seriously, I think it's people that make a place as much as the place as well. I'm just, I'm not a casino girl. Sorry, have not been, don't even have any idea. I mean, this is how, which is so funny, like how tech based I am or games based or any of that based. I was a fan of Pac Man. I know, ages me, Pac-Man. but it's true. It's a, true. it's classic though. How, you can't. You can't knock Pac-Man. It's been so. Here's here's what I could say. It, so mm-hmm. Henderson is like it's very normal. They're you know neighborhoods. <laughs> what is normal? I, Come on, dude. What's normal? We're aware, it's coming. It's coming. So there's there's not the stratosphere. There's not yep. a giant black pyramid. Okay. <laughs> I'm good with that. Yeah, I, I can be I can be down on like the Las Vegas Strip in mm. you know 15 20 minutes or whatever. So you I can see be it, in right? partying if you need to. Yes. Right, it, it's borderline, mm. but there is one, a couple things that are very not normal about Henderson. Okay, tell me. Here's that. one of them. Yeah. When you and I go to the grocery store, yes, we're going to mm. get our milk, maybe almond milk, oat milk. You know, just coconut, there's all kinds actually, of milk. Just for the record, coconut, Co- coconut. I'm learning, mm. and we, we get some, we get some bread. What we would you be getting? You haven't told me what I, you would get. Oh, uh, so we we have almond and oat milk. There you go. Mm-hmm. We made the switch. Yeah, actually, we have coconut milk right now. <laughs> Um, as well, it's, it's a great milk. I don't know. Um, we've completely abandoned cow milk. Is (laughs) there a reason for that? Probably my wife knows it and I don't, she, she puts it in there (laughs) and then I drink it. (laughs) It's the truth. (laughs) That's just how, that's what process. Whatever you say, wife, that's great. Mm, Milk. Thank you. Mm. (laughs) Uh, so I, so this goes in the cereal. Okay. Excellent. Thank Mm -hmm. you. So she's, she's very helpful in that way. And okay, but after we're done, we check out, and this is where it gets weird. Right mm. as we're about to walk out the door, when we look to our left, yeah, there's slot machines everywhere. <laughs> okay, that is random. There's like this room. It's like this dirty little secret room. You know, <laughs> like as you walk in and right as you leave, like you can. Yeah, apparently, it's like you know, man. Like I, I gotta go do the slot thing for an hour, thirty minutes. Like, well, you know, I'm gonna go get some more groceries. So I, anyway, that was probably that's probably the only like. Ab- do you have kids? I have three kids. So what do you say when you're walking past that? You know, that's a really good question. We've, it's never really come up. We just never, we're not really big gamblers our, ourselves. Hmm. So we so just. So you're not I, good to teach me either. Okay, great. That's good to do know. Do not, do, if you have any poker questions, do not. Do not I'm ask. the guy that's okay, like, cool. oh, I'm so bored. I'm all in. Okay, thanks. Let's go. <laughs> and I don't know. There's probably like 
if the right person could sell me on it and be like, oh, here's where it's cool. He could read the people and like, but I know none of that currently. So okay, cool. All right. <laughs> yeah. I have, so I have, so your kids, you yeah. have never had to have a conversation around that. See, that's because it's so your norm, right? Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's just that like one section. So mm. we just, we just kind of walk in, we're talking about whatever, you know, just, you know, they got their toy and we're, you know, do our, our routine, I guess. So it, it doesn't come up. Yeah. Interesting, yes. isn't it? How often do you reckon we walk past things and we just don't have that conversation or it's just something part of our life and we really, when we think about it, I don't know that I'd want that as part of my life if I had hmm. a choice. Hmm. Another, like, t- tell me more. I'm curious. I'm intrigued. I like where you're going hmm. with this. Tell me more about that. I don't know, really. It was just hmm. a thought that I had and I thought, I wonder how often I do that, right? Like just walk past something. I think it's normal because it's kind of just in my world all the time. Yeah. But if someone who wasn't in my world, didn't live where I lived, walked past, saw that, they would stop me and go, hey, what's that or what's that about? Yeah. Interesting. Mm. You, what's, go- what's going through me as you're saying that is that's what's so fun about meeting new people. Okay, tell me that because I'm an introvert, so meeting new people is scary. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, so I, you know, it's fu- just being it's real. This is what this is about: being real. Uh, this is going to be such a fun conversation. I, I already knew when we were chatting. I was like, "Oh, go!" Th-. I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." That's the <laughs> that, like the most fun way to do it. But I, I love that. So I wouldn't have thought, mm. w- with the little that I know of you so far, that you would be, you know, identify and actually be an introvert. I know, and but I'm and an extreme up- introvert. And up until about maybe six months ago, I wouldn't mm. have considered myself an introvert oh, because of what more. other because of what others told me about me. But what I learned is that I like built the skill of you know I'm like I'm having this conversation, yeah. so, but like man, can I just like go run away and be? Here's a, here's a perfect example. I was <laughs> I had to walk downstairs. We we're mm. I don't know in some building, and I had two options. I could go on the right side. or I could go on the left side. The right yeah. side is where you're supposed to go. The left right. side is where people are coming up. But I didn't mm. care. Here's why. All the people were over here. And I'm like, yeah, I just like, I'm so I went down the wrong way because I'm like, there's no one here. So it's just easy. There's kind of this inter, I think more genuine to, you know, my natural tendency. It's like, yeah, how do I do the thing? I go to the rock climbing gym with my kids purposely during the weird hours because there's no one else there. Oh, I so do things like that. Do you know what's funny though, right? Like we we often do things because it will avoid or it'll be more comfortable to do that. One of the reasons I do the decision table is what if I have a conversation with someone new that I've got to like spend maybe an hour with them and I'm wasting my time, your time, if we mm. don't get on with each other. But what if someone else can learn from this conversation even if but, – but I'm always thinking anyway. So it's kind of random. So for me, actually coming on a decision table is so much easier than going, hey, by the way, we're told to connect right now. Let's have a conversation. I don't even know who you are. I don't know what you're about. I don't know what, what is that that we're meant to connect on? And, and, and so for me, you know, in situations where, you know how they say in like, and you all sales, dude. So, you know, conversations is so important when, when you're to, have anyone to sell to, right? Like you can't sell to nobody. Nobody's going to buy. So you've got to build relationships. You've got to meet new people that are potential clients. Well, that sounded the most frightening thing that I'd ever have to do. 
right? Because <laughs> like, what if I, like, how do I, I, I don't do everyday conversation. Like that's just, I don't, my brain doesn't think like that. You know how yeah. people say, how's yeah. the weather? <laughs> you know, the, the everyday conversation was, for yeah. me, was where are you right now? Like that's my closest to what I can do on that, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, my brain got, went straight to, well, I wonder how often we walk past something like that. And, you know, so it went straight into deep. Yeah, And that's yeah. the kind of person I am. So I was like, well, the best place I can do is if you're not a giving person, then I'm going to filter you out straight away because you're not going to want to come on the decision table anyway. And yeah. then, like, I'm probably going to actually have fun because you're a person that wants to just have a conversation and you'll go and you'll be game enough to go live. And so I think, well, there's two things already that I can connect on with that person. And, and that makes it a winner for me, right? What about you? How do you get past some of that introvert side? I think the, the simplest, most honest, true answer is was just uh, practice and reps. And this is where I felt it starting. Yeah. I was 24 years old and I constantly, so I did my, I started with my first commission only sales job. Mm. So what that create is, yeah. if you don't do this, you don't eat and you fail. Yeah. And that triggered And all of us sto- love failing, right? Like it feels so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like, and there's like, like quitting, like that word, like how that sits in my body. It's like just completely unacceptable. It like, it just, it, yeah. yeah, it just like, I, I, I know I, like, I was just, I was just sitting with that for a second there. Quit. Oh, literally mm. it put shivers down me. Yeah. It's a powerful word. And so I'm in, that is the environment yeah. I'm in. And so I'm like, well, I've got one choice <laughs> and that I was 24. I was constantly, I was in the, a, it's a weird payment technology industry. What Mm. that simply means is credit card processing, right? So we all take transaction and setting up, you know, the rates and the contract. Uh, Now for all of us online, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Stripe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We don't don't really, we don't really think about it. But like when you're engaging with hotels and restaurants and medical office, you know, it's like, you know, you, there's all these different companies and it's not as like mainstream and there's, thousands of different competitors that they're all reselling basically from three or four different platforms. All all this said, I know nothing about any of that stuff. And (laughs) I'm 24 and I need to go talk to all these business owners. And so I'm like 10, 20 years younger than everybody. I'm like, hey, I know nothing about business. Uh, how about we change your processing stuff and maybe I say because I know everything. (laughs) (laughs) I might break everything. What do you say? (laughs) So but I had I'm like I remember being behind the table, looking out into the room and being mm-hmm. like the heart's beating, like, you know, my shirt is being, yeah. you know, like sweating. A and sweat then pits. Yeah. What on earth am I supposed to say to any of these people? Yeah. If no, idea, and it was, I remember feeling like I was going to vomit every single day for the first eight months. I thought that was only me, those moments. And but something that there's one specific moment in my second month that I think mm. it, it changed the trajectory of how I started approaching people specifically with business and how I started building uh, like the foundation of how I started building the, the companies that I have so far. So far, mm. I have a lot more to build. Yeah, here's what happened. On. So I'm, I'm 
commission only sales. I'm watching people yes. get fired, coming and going. I'm like, is it going to be me? I don't I'm trying to figure it out and learn all these things quickly. Very much like starting a business and being an, an entrepreneur and yeah. an artist and, 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 right. And I'm working 60 plus hours a week, every single week. And the end of that entire month, guess how much I made? Mm, I didn't even want to guess. Tell me. Yeah. 800 bucks. Wow. But what I For learned... All that effort. Yeah. And I get why a lot of people quit. I wanted to very much so. So why didn't you? Because what I, what I learned, what hit me after I looked at that paycheck, yeah. which is I mean, see, seeing it you know, in my bank account, essentially, it was like the ACH, like, okay, 800 bucks. It was like, really? <laughs> so this probably isn't going to work. But what hit me was, oh, I don't get paid to work. Mm. I work all these hours. I did this. I talk to these people. I help. I help. I did it. Okay. That's great. But you don't get paid to work, Chris. You get paid to produce results. Yeah. And what that was, hmm. was the fruit of the results that you created. And, and um, yes. the way that you create, uh, create results is you have to get other people results. Yeah. And if you cannot do that and you cannot effectively serve an impact, like not sometimes mentally, sometimes emotionally, sometimes spiritually, yeah. but in the context of business, it kind of has to be financially with my work at that time, right? Yeah. I'm glad you then, put that on it because I think there are other indicators that then help the you know the economic side of it, but I don't know that it's always got to be that particular thing. But the, here's the, the thing. If you want that dollar sign to go up, then it's really helpful. 100% agree. And I, and I think one yeah. of the m huge variables of that is what is the product and service that's yeah. being provided. And, and I would like, you know, like to continue on the thought that you're, sh you're, you're mm. sharing there, because even though the baseline is kind of like, hey, let's focus on the financial result. Let's yeah. be honest, we're still dealing with people. I know. The mental, the emotion, all those things still matter. Why? Because if there's more impact and connection, mm. referral. I mean, if we have to tie it back to money, okay, referrals. Like it's it's na it's going to be yeah. more natural for referrals. And but isn't that but, still built on relationships, which is actually human to human? Which is in learning, having my back up against the wall, mm. saying, "Learn how to serve people, or you don't eat." Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. But, that's pretty full on driver right there, right? It is, and and I love that. While I was uncomfortable for those eight months, eventually I learned how to manage a pipeline. And yeah. not that it was comfortable. There's still that pressure, that grind, so to speak, especially in yes. commissionally sales. It's like, man, I had a great month. Fantastic. It's now the first. You're back to zero. And <laughs> <laughs> But in Excellent. learning that, th that pressure yeah. and the way that I had to build business at that point looked like this. It looked yeah. like eye contact, shaking hands. And then showing up the next day and still looking that person in the eye and building that type of relationship. And so really what I learned is, you know, this whole song and dance, in mm. my opinion and experience, is really just ultimately about human connection. Mm. Which that turning point for me, if yeah. you look at the last five, and I'm just saying this, so I'm saying this vulnerably and also so people can just judge me accordingly. <laughs> no judgment zone on this table, dude. In You'd be amazing what we've said on this table. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you wouldn't knowing already what we've done. <laughs> you know, uh, all that said, in the last five years, like with more of that higher value of just human connection, yeah. the last five years, 
there's been, I would like to say I've been a part of building because one of them I was like, you know, had a hundred percent equity in the other yes. two. I've been so blessed to be surrounded by uh, amazing people. And if I didn't have that, I would literally only accomplish a fraction of what's been accomplished mm. or built, right? Those others I've, I've had, you know, partnerships, yeah. but those three companies total, all of them did seven figures, you know, on yeah. an annual basis. They were in three different industries. And now, I'm not necessarily proud of that. It was exhausting. I would like to. I think you can pat yourself on your back for a little bit of that. Come on, dude. Like, that's seriously. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, thank, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like, why can't we celebrate that? That's awesome. And. Well, that's a good point. And, that's a good point. And the thing that I, I am like, I look at that, I was like, well, you know, how, why? I'm like, ultimately, if you put me somewhere, I feel the thing that I focus on is creatively solving problems, practicing empathy and listening. And so it's mm. like, I can listen to the people, focus on the result. I like to look at life physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and financially. Me too. Because if, if one is hurting, like, how does it not, imp- I just see them all as connected. I don't understand, like, so n- to neglect any. Okay, so you, i got to stop you because you've got just so many variables and, and please, conversations please. and rabbit holes we could go down on this one. But <laughs> I want to bring this piece up because please. one of the, every time we come back to humanity, one of the lenses that I'm using right now on the decision table on every conversation I'm having is I believe that we need to go back to humanity as stakeholders at the table. Mm. So that means for me, every decision we make, We think, is this adding to the human race or taking away Mm. from it? It's as difficult as that, right? And, and, but here's the thing, and you've just said it, like, because this is the whole thing that you're talking about the human that is turning up at their table who is a whole person. In other words, sometimes it's physical, sometimes it's the personal, sometimes it's the professional, sometimes it's spiritual, sometimes it's whatever it is. You know, maybe I'm, my brain's going through brain fog today because there's just so much going on, right? And we, but here's the thing, we put indicators, and this is something that has come out of this conversation so many times, but we put indicators, in other words, key performing indicators, right, things like that, in our companies, our organizations, the culture that we're building out on, and we go, this is going to give us, you know, this amount of increase to our bottom dollar, and we're no. But are we putting that to our physical or to our mental or, and I wonder about this, like, even though you're saying right now, these are so important, then why are these not some of our indicators going forward? I love that thought. Developing what are the KPIs yeah. for your spiritual health and journey, for your physical health and journey, for yeah. your... I think it's great. Man, to cut through all the BS as fast as possible, there's yeah. there's a couple filters. I love the word you used earlier is lenses. Yeah. A couple that have served me well in life. It's like, oh, I have all these thoughts and intentions and <laughs> ideas. Great. Let's open up your bank account and let's open up your calendar. Cool. And you're like... Beautiful. <laughs> it's it's just that yeah. like oh okay well okay. i have a couple well choices. actually i've got I, a meeting right now i've got to go to so um i'm out of here one of those yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly and, yeah, and then so good, I, I, another fun one that can be used really well or really poorly is if you really want to get to know somebody in one way or another ask about their relationship with their parents and ask yeah. them about their relationship with money hmm. and 
<laughs> you know, and now if, to go, you know, uh, you can, you know, the, uh, if there's a spectrum yeah. and it's like, how, you know, there's what do you think about spectrums. the weather? <laughs> <laughs> and then, then there's, you know, th- those questions and I, it's more fun to play on this it's one. It's so good. So I like that. I really do. Yeah. And and here's the thing I like about it is that I think, you know, there, it's funny. There's a lot of us in our sort of sphere right now that have done 75 hard or no, sorry, correction, have attempted to do 75 <laughs> hard. And yes. like, honestly, there were a lot of our community that go, we are in on it, Kira Marie and Taki. We are going to do 75 hard. There were very, and I mean very few, that completed it. I don't remember one female completing it, just for the record. Mm. I love patterns. I look at patterns. I thought that was interesting. And anyone can smash me on that. I don't care. But (laughs) I think it's an interesting thought. I finished it. I've done phase one. I've done phase two. I am waiting for phase three. You've got to do it at the right time. Hello. (laughs) But there is something more important than the fact that I I did that, which was awesome, is the lessons that I learned from it Mm. and I took back and I looked at how people did it. So there were some that are now finishing it. That's 75 hard. So, by the way, for anyone that doesn't know what 75 hard is, you've got all these tasks to do. You've got to do it for 75 days straight. You drop one of those tasks, any of those days, you're out. You've got to start again or you're out. So there's a couple of guys that are still finishing their first 75. In other words, they've had to attempt it. I asked Taki yesterday, how many times have you attempted phase one? And he, so it's, you've got 75 days and then you've got phase one, which lasts 30 days, by the way, but you've got extra things in on it. He said he's attempted it four times. I think he's on his fifth if he starts again. And and it's interesting because if you look at those patterns of how people do it in that way, then you look at how they do business or, um, mm. you know, building out what they're building out outside of it. Here's some interesting things. Consistency. Many of them aren't consistent because they're a now person. I get that buzz. Hmm. When you've got to do it for a longer term, sustainable, it's really hard for them to keep in there. Okay. A lot of them have to have 50 million people doing it cheering them on, getting excited about it. I don't care about that stuff. If I make a decision and I've said Mm. to you, I'm doing this, I'm a woman of my word, I will do it no matter what. The other thing is that I think is interesting is that many get distracted, to put it nicely, Mm. with shiny object syndrome. And I don't care about that. I care about where I'm going what that is, and I've got my non-negotiables to get there. And I know mm. even though that pathway may change to get there, I'm not stopping until I get that result. And mm. many don't think like that. So for me, it's not even a choice to fail. And I knew that if I failed any time within that 75 days, I wouldn't start again because I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. So it is not a choice. <laughs> I am going to do that and I don't care what comes up, 75 days, I'm in. I made a decision. So I think those things are interesting. I appreciate you sharing that because those are thoughts, those are values, those are commitments. Yeah. And my curiosity is going up because you did that, completed phase one. Mm. What was going through your mind to saying, you know what? I'm committing to phase two now. 
Yeah. I didn't even know there was a second phase. <laughs> and there's a phase three. So I've done phase one. I've done 75, phase one, phase two, and the last one is phase three. And you're not meant to start it until a certain time. And okay. uh, what, what makes me commit to that? I said I'm doing 75 hard. 75 hard has these phases. If I stop at 75 hard, that's an incomplete loop. That's not me saying that I have done all of 75 hard. That's me saying I've done mm. a part of 75 hard. Uh, How do I is. know does this work if I've only done part of it? How do I know that I've got the fullness of this whole process if I only was in for a part of the process? You don't. Phase yeah. two. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. And there were some things. Yeah. There were two things that were in phase. I actually really enjoyed phase one. So phase one was harder than phase two. And I really enjoyed phase two. You had to do a five minute shower every day. And I have to say, when I first did those, it's cold shower. When you had mm. to do that, I might have put music on and I was so thankful there were no cameras around while I was having the shower and I was dancing in the shower. I'm like, if I'm going to do this, this is going to be part of my day for the next 30 days. I better make sure I enjoy this moment. And at this moment that I jump in there, that freezing cold water hits me. I'm not enjoying it. Now I like to dance. I like to have a good time, put up the music. Let's put it up. Do you know what? In the end, I love cold showers. I've kept those cold showers going. Really? Yes. So I didn't That's know so that I liked cold showers because I don't know what I don't know. But when I do, I go, okay, this is kind of beneficial. And one of the things that was beneficial was it took away inflammation that was still hanging around with my body with the conditions that have been flying through them. And it has been a game changer in that way. So wow. why would I stop something that I found out, even though I didn't know it before I did it, that it works and it's adding benefit? awesome you're still doing it i'm intrigued because i i started doing cold showers i haven't done yeah. 75 hard didn't know that was a part of it you yes. and the challenge is you have to stay phase in there one. for five minutes yeah every day phase one you've got to have a cold shower for five minutes so i now still do that here's the other piece that i oh. you know that was different in phase one that i really love doing and it's the reason actually taki fails on it is visualization now, huh. visualization, you can do whatever. You can listen to something. You can, I'm a, I'm one of those freaks that get to work in both sides of my brain. So on one side, I'm this really strategic, logical, analytical, love data, get excited about it. And then the other side of me is the creative, is the designer, is the big thinker. And huh. I get to play on both sides. What happens often in business in the roles that I play is I get to play a lot on the other side because that's what everyone's wanting. But I love big thinking, playing big. I love to dream. So what it did was it meant that every single day I had to put a, you know, the time for me to start dreaming, to start thinking bigger. If I was to think about that, what would that look like? How could that look? And and I would just be writing it down and with my pencil and my paper and just, and although it was only meant to be for 10 minutes, it grew into much longer time. Mm -hmm. Now, guess what? Every part of my day, there is a moment in my day where I just play in that field. And I start dreaming and I start all these products that I have in my brain. I get to play on that. It doesn't mean they're getting done for the next little while. It means I can just get it out of my head and play. 
Yeah. And like energetically, I mean, that totally fuels you, huh? Oh, so good. I'd forgotten how much I love, you know, one of the things of being locked down in my house and, and, you know, so let's just put a bit of perspective on it. Locked down in my mansion is what someone said. And they're right. It is this amazing, beautiful house. Yes. So when I say lockdown, it's it's pretty sad because it is an amazing place. But one of the things that I decided, and that's because for me it is lockdown because I got to play across the world. The world was my globe. It was my playground. It was my office. It was my learning mm. ground. I loved being able to move across the globe, right? So mm. for me it does feel like being locked down. I thought yeah. one of the ways that I can make this not a miserable time, but a good time and beneficial is I can curate spaces within the house. And so one of the spaces I've been doing is my office. And although I'm not in my office right now and I have a really cool office, I designed my office, my little studio at one point and then a training area at another. We are still developing it. In fact, my my guy that's helping me to build it out is in my house at the moment and he says, don't. I got a message yesterday. Don't give me any more tasks. I'm just getting through some of the ones you've already said. So, I love it. Uh, but like I'm loving that because I get to be that creative side of me that I think when you get, to, and this is coming back to humanity as stakeholders, is that when you get to be the whole person at the table, you don't have to think about what you're saying, doing, being, because you're just being you and you're bringing you. And I think that's the best we, we can have at the table is when humans are able to be humans. We bring our distinctions. I don't talk about diversity. I talk about distinctions. So I want us as humans to come as humans first to the table that, that we're looking at how can we benefit the human race and then we start going, well, what are the distinctions you bring? What does that look like? What can mm. I learn from that? How can I gain, you know, gain value from what maybe you've experienced, but I've had no idea what that looks like. Oh, man, I love that thought process. Just starting with the, mm. you said it so well, but that filter of, is this helping you know, the people that I'm around or the people that I'm intending to serve and how so, and what does that look like for, and then all the other stuff. Do you know what else is cool about it is that it takes away, I don't know about you, but I was always known as being really different. I am one of those, I didn't know I was, had any smartness until much later in life mm. because I was told you can't amount, you won't amount to anything. You've got, you're, you don't think mm. like us. You don't look like us. You don't sound like us. And you know what? That's my genius now, but it wasn't for many, many years. And I think what this does is when we humanize it and we come as a whole, it means this is an even playing field because are you a human? I'm a human. Okay, great. Let's start from there. there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, it's a lot more fun. Uh, My parents work for the airlines. My dad was a pilot. Mom was a flight attendant growing up. And so we weren't exactly military moving around Mm -hmm. all this. Well, we moved around a fair amount, probably more than most. And a blessing of that is we got to, we didn't travel a ton, course of life, go to 12 different countries. Hmm. And it's just I think I did that in a month, but yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. (laughs) I'm just staring. I don't know, but it was a lot of countries in one month, I have to tell you. So going through that, it was was really, really cool because 
how we eat, how we show up, how we do life, language, culture. Yeah. It's like, wow, like my experience of all that was, man, we really don't seem that much different than exactly. maybe we exactly the the how, well, if how we much, are difference, yeah. that difference is not to be afraid of. It actually adds value. Yes. No. Yeah. There's a that's a whole fun right conversation to dive into. Yeah. <laughs> is, so let's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the aware, you know, understanding the awareness of where you're at, what you're bringing to the table, learning how to yeah. listen and what they process, playing just b- before we place meaning or judgment, yeah. figuring out where that fits and how that could you know could be used and how we could you know play together. There's a pattern I've already I've noticed that you've you've mentioned it in a couple of your stories already. I wanted to mention it. Uh, there's so many good things flying through my head. Um, <laughs> it's it's like. It'll come. It'll come to me. It'll come to me when it needs to. But there's a. I was a positive one in terms of just how you are open and you're yeah. you you know you're listening and you approach something and you flow through something and uh, I, I can see. I would assume you labeled it as now. That's your genius. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. One of the things that I've seen as a pattern across the globe is there's a lot of problems. I don't know if you've noticed whether it's social, whether it's environmental, whether it's, you know, economically, there are quite a lot of problems. And there's also a society problem of what is etiquette to say, Mm. not say, how to have a conversation not have a conversation. And and I think we if we continue to do it the same way, we are going to continue to see the gap widening from yeah. problem yeah. to solution. Like I really truly do. And the only way that we are going to see that gap narrow is if we're willing to have a different conversation. And that yeah. means that you and I who have never met before and had a conversation are willing to have a conversation that's for real. That is actually not with all the biases and the conditionings and saying, oh, she might judge me. Oh, I better not say that. That might not be the thing to say here. Because as long as we keep doing that and modeling that, that is only going to widen that gap, not narrow it. It's so true. Yeah. What's coming to mind as you're saying that is there's, I'm trying to remember the exact name of it, but it was a really, it was some type of conference. um, Mm. And we go to the conference. What's cool is I went through that particular like course, class, program, whatever, twice. It's a two or three day thing. It's 10 hours each day. And you do like these different exercises essentially and how you show up and how you process basically is all the feedback. That's what you kind of go back and forth. It's, re- it's really fun. And you also get to do that uh, or I did uh, in that program with about, you know, a hundred to two, no, the second time was about 40 people. The first time was about 200 people, but they're people yeah. from all over the world. Beautiful. So when you get asked mm. different questions, different exercises, and it's really, truly impactful to see, yeah. hey, who we did this, who felt like this? Mm. 90% of the room goes up. Yeah. 95% over and over and over. You're like, you start to see humanity for humanity, like yeah, more right. on like a human level. And, and that there's a lot of meaning behind that phrase and term human connection, you know, what, what that means, yeah. but how that translates in business, how that translates in marriage, hmm. how that translates in parenting, how that translates as being a citizen in your community and country state, all those things. And then the conversations you have and how the relationship, it's just, 
it's really fun how it all grows and how it it's all comes really together. fun if you're willing to go yeah. in conversations that can get uncomfortable and realize <laughs> that honestly that you know, one of the reasons, and and you know this because I literally did it on ours, was you came on, I said, okay, I'm going to go press live. And you go, oh, okay. And and one of the reasons I do that is because I don't want to go straight into my biases. Because yeah. if I if I wait a few minutes, if we get to know each other off, <laughs> then I'm going to think, oh, this is the kind of guy he is. Let's have a conversation around this. And I truly yeah. want to just have a conversation around what is important and what maybe we need to think about more and have a conversation around. And then others might even learn from that, right? So yeah. it's it's an interesting concept. It's not comfortable. And I think it's fun if you know how to have fun. You and I yes. know how to have fun. That's why this conversation is actually real fun because yeah. we could go down so many different rabbit holes. You know why? Because you're really confident that person that although you sweat and you were like stressed at that moment, you've come a long way from that point, right? And so you're yeah. confident with who you are, what you're about, and you bring value because you know you've got value to bring. And I think that that is an interesting concept. We don't often, if we think about conversations, we are now in a stage in society where we have to create, and I do believe, safe spaces. This is a safe space. It's funny because yeah. it will get broadcast to the world, but it's a safe space. Yeah. It's a safe space because I have said to you, there is no judgment here. You can say whatever. And I am really willing, even when I disagree with you, to be curious to maybe ask questions and I might push on that or I might just agree to, to keep disagreeing with you and I'm actually yeah. okay with that. But I think yeah. we have to have conversations like that. We have to role model how we can do that as well. And that is not necessarily how people are doing it. Or, you know, if we think of humans at the table first, that means it doesn't matter if you don't look like me. It doesn't matter if you don't sound like me. It doesn't matter if you haven't had the experience like I have in some area that I have or that I haven't in some of the areas that you bring. It just means that we are willing to have a conversation. And I think there are not a lot of spaces we can go into, you know, those moments of if you look and I get I get to be in a lot of these spots where there's all males at the table and I'm mm. the only female and I definitely don't look like the rest of the males and I don't dress up like they do and I and that's on purpose because I'm that's I'm not comfortable in all those suit things. I'm comfortable in my own I can I know how to dress up as much as anyone else does. But I'm also confident and comfortable with who I am and what I bring and I know that it will add value at the table. So we have to push out of what everyone else looks the same, sounds the same, and be at tables maybe, just a maybe, that look a little different. What's going through my mind, you know, at the decision table, making decisions, yeah. and some of these filters we've been playing with, what are the big problems worth talking about right now? What are the big problems worth solving right now? Well, I think number one, I think it's human humanity as stakeholders, because what is stakeholders might be priority of the, you know, you think about some of these ones with a lot of dollars to their names and they might be buying up all the land. The bigger question is, what are they doing with that land? And if they have the whole monopoly, what is that going to do? So I think if we can be humanity as stakeholders first, then we go, is this, like I said, beneficial to humanity or not? 
and we're going to make decisions at the table that are sustainable rather than just fixing maybe a problem that they're seeing or they're feeling Mm. because it affects them, not us as a human race. And I think that's one. I think uh, number two that, and this is the thing I call the secret advantage of, you know, is of all growth is the muscle of human intelligence. Mm. We have data that we put into us, whether it's from environment, DNA, our thinking, our spiritual journey, our physical journey, whatever that DNA is, I mean, data that we're putting in, that is our human intelligence. Now, here's the other piece of this. We might have great things in us. We might know a lot of great things. What are we doing with that? What are we doing with the data Mm. that we now have? How are we Mm. making smarter decisions? So I always think if we as humans become smarter and then make smarter decisions, then maybe, just maybe, it will be a good thing. And be giving us, you know, when I talk about narrowing that gap, giving us better solutions that actually move us forward to what we are needing across the globe. And then the third piece is I think there's a real need for a new approach. And I talk about Mm. this in leadership because, I mean, I get to work with a lot of leaders across the globe, but I believe this in many things, in many industries and many thinkings that there is a need for a new approach. In other words, we can keep Mm. doing what we were doing or have been doing or thought you know, and a lot of that is things like, you know, if you think of leadership, old school leadership is we'll tell you here's the three principles and this is how you be a great leader. Look, if we continue to do that, we are just going to have, and I don't know about you, but I see leadership right from the top decision tables and I don't know that that's all working and I don't know that I'm liking mm. the decisions they're making. Mm. So one of the things is, and you've picked up on it, is what if we use different lenses to ask better questions, to have a better conversation, and then we're able to analyze that and diagnose how we need to build it out better Mm. and bring different solutions at the table, maybe that would be helping us to to get where we need to go and, and do what we need to do. So those are the three things, humanity as stakeholders, the muscle of human intelligence, and the third one being a need for a new approach. And I've got so much thinking around that one. I get, you know, it's funny that all all those I like have like more questions around and curiosity around the last one though stood out to me the most though, which Mm -hmm. is interesting. You say that because, and I I think if I caught it uh, Mm -hmm. properly, the example you're sharing is the decision table, having leadership making decisions. So decision-making process in that way, maybe we try a new lens and perspective. What are maybe some like newer approaches that you feel might, might be worth trying? Yeah. So if you think of that, like I get to work with extremes in my world, right? So one of the extremes is if you think of top decision tables. And I mean, I have literally had the privilege of being at tables where it's closed tables with former presidents of nations. So like it is phenomenal. And I don't take that lightly and I'm so grateful for it. By the way, I'd rather sit at that table than a lot of the the uh, entrepreneurs or coaches or like <laughs> and the egos that get put in there. Just saying that, being There's real here. Oh my gosh, seriously. <laughs> Whereas at those tables at that level, oh my goodness, it is amazing. Anyway, that's just a little little side diversion there. A little little life experience. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And and it made a big one. <laughs> Mm. Um, 
But I get to do that. And then I get to be sitting in the village, working with, you know, just speaking with villages and and then so then the leaders of the village and then the education say in the the highlands of um fiji and then talking to the chief of what he wants for the village and realizing that if they continue doing what they were doing that it's not sustainable for the village the village will actually not exist anymore because all the kids were moving out of the village because that's where education was anyway i get to i get to really go well what's happening at top decision tables what is happening on the Mm. front line of humanity and how do we narrow that gap? That's just one of those spaces I get to play in. And I think that, you know, when we think of the need of a new approach, when I got to, and I, uh, I've spoken on one particular stage and it was really interesting. These were like amazing people, you know, like it's the first woman astronaut was speaking on it. NASA was speaking. Like there's just so many amazing, like innovators of, you know, the latest, like this woman who had designed, uh, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but you know, when they, when they designed heart surgery, it was designed because um, based on males and, and males having heart issues, not females. And there's actually a difference. I didn't know this between male and female. Oh, you know, when they, I, I was being sarcastic on that one, but, you know, <laughs> you were a little laugh. I, I was listening. I was like, oh, I, did, I was just I know, following. I was like, oh, I don't what, know was, what was funny is actually yeah. there is even differences to how we should operate on a male-female too. And so Got one it. of the innovators there is a scientist who has now developed you know heart surgery based on for females so anyway so amazing caliber but i brought up these issues around the fact that have you even you what lenses are you using who are you bringing to the table when you are innovating these great solutions by the way they're amazing but are they actually what's needed on the front line of humanity Mm. Is this actually what is going to be sustainable? Is this going to be helping? What do you really, have you really identified the problems that they are seeing, that they are noticing because they live it, by the way? They don't just like have someone at a table going, oh, I think we need to make a solution for this, right? They are living it. They are on the ground. And what was so interesting about that and something that has kind of changed a lot of how I think in this way. And that was I got the privilege of speaking with a guy who I spoke first, then he spoke, and he was the co-founder of the NASA Medical Institute. And so he spoke. Then they interviewed both of us. Now, we could have sounded almost like we were disagreeing with each other on that moment, right? Because he's coming from the very scientific and like this is what's needed. And I was coming from the front line and I was saying all these things. But I was, you know, I literally said I'm speaking on behalf of human, the human race. He came off the stairs with me and he said to me, he goes, Kira Murray, he said, I want to just tell you. And I thought, oh, no, he's going to like say <laughs> that was go. so bad. That was like, what the hell were you doing there? But he just whispered in my ear and he goes, Kieran Murray, I wish you could do the same speech at the, you know, the NASA Medical Institute. And he said, mm. that was the best needs analysis I've ever heard. And I just, so on one side, I was like, yes, I've made it, right? Um, <laughs> on the other side of it was... Oh my goodness. If this is the needs, the best needs analysis, we are so far from where we need to be because these are amazing Mm. people, Mm. you know, getting a lot of finances into their places and building out which 
maybe it's a solution. Maybe it's not. Maybe we should be focusing on something else first. If we're not willing to even have that conversation, if we're not willing to get the right people at that place, not willing to go in the uncomfortable, how are we ever? So that's where this whole whole conversation of the need for a new approach really came from was the fact that, wow, if we were, like I really do believe we need to disrupt the patterns of where we've gone, which is, by the way, quite easy for people to say, oh, there's this problem, that problem, every other problem, but I'm not hearing, well, here's the solution or this is the way to help find the solution. And that's what I really believe the need for a new approach needs to be is and part of that is us learning how to evolve like having a conversation like we've done today and going hey we don't even know what we're saying we don't even know where we're going and we don't even have these ideas insights all figured out right but that's part of the process of a need for a new approach is well maybe we don't but you know I could take that piece Oh, I love mm. that insight. I'm going to add that to what I'm already working on, what I'm thinking on, and that's going to add heaps more value to where I need to go. That's the new approach. Oh, my gosh. So powerful. A few things that went through my head. Number number one is I'm so glad I asked that. Thank you for being open and continuing to share because the type of decisions and problems mm. that are being solved, I did not see that coming. Um, <laughs> and that context of different country, different... Mm culture and agriculture and education versus NASA. And they're very different environments that alone geographically, that's a really fun perspective. So I didn't see all that coming, which is, that's fun. The next piece is Mm. creating this environment, like uh, respecting the process and room of just, Mm. hey, let's not this is just idea zone here for a second. Okay, yeah. I don't know if I'm uh, attached to this, if I mean this yet. Let's just put it out there and see how it sits. And as you were sharing that, this might be helpful for viewers, listeners today. Mm. What was going through me is like, oh, that's Big Sky. So, mm. so some close friends of ours, they came up with the phrase and we totally adopted it right away. But my wife and I, if there's a certain type of conversation we'll have, and we'll initiate this certain type of conversation like, hey, big sky me on this, which meaning mm. it's it's big sky. There's a lot of open room. I, yeah. it's, a war, it's also a warning. I don't know what I'm about to say. I promise yeah. that I still respect you and love you. Yeah. And you can't, you can't like, <laughs> exactly. there's not like laws and rules, but it's like, no. you also have to, res- you know, be mindful and respectful of the other totally. person. Totally. So it is this safe environment. Hey, big sky me on this. It's also mm. that warning I was mentioning. I don't know what I'm saying yet, but I'm, I need some room to process this. Yeah. Big sky. And so, but that tool, that mm. process, as we're deciding, how are we going to educate our kids this yeah. year? That alone Thanks down, that. down the, you know, we're building, you know, this business. Should we keep building it? Why? Why not? Yeah. I don't know. It's like, oh, what do you mean? Like we've invested, we've done... I don't know, maybe we just need to blow it all up and start over. You know, it's having that room. And here's something that I've noticed, like a couple really valuable takeaways, like immediately and having that type of process and thinking in life is it can... Here he comes. I can see him. We're going to add him. There we go. I have no idea what happened. And you were just at the good piece. I know. I was like, oh, it was, it was all planned. And, and punchline, <laughs> click. I'm just kidding. That's right. You just wanted that dramaticness. 
Yes. Did things stay on for you? My stuff just like shut down over here. I have no idea. I just rambled to myself and anyone else that may listen to it at that time. And (laughs) so fortunately I can, I can remember the, welcome back to part two. And yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) So the big sky, having this tool, this open space to be able to, to process one immediate effect that we noticed in our, Mm. in our marriage and in individually, it's an excellent tool to reduce shame, hmm. guilt, anxiety, fear, some of these really, really like harmful and stressful and negative emotions. Yeah. How long do we carry stuff that really, you know, yeah. really doesn't need to be carried? And <laughs> I've, <laughs> sorry, to be completely transparent, I have a horrible example running through my head right now, but it is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I you laugh because it's like, <laughs> I get those moments and all of a sudden my brain has gone off into that moment. Are you going to share it or is it like one of those ones no. you don't share? So the first like, no, I, I can. The first like confession is it's from the sitcom that my wife and I've been watching and it's the scene and I can, and anyone, everyone that's probably not seen it, I can still mm. give context very simply. It's this uh, sitcom called New Girl. And never so, seen it, but okay. <laughs> yeah, they. I have a theory. If you, if there's any sitcom that have done six mm-hmm. plus seasons, you know it's decent. And so this one had seven, so it crossed the threshold. Like, anyway, yeah. There's there's some really funny, excellent, awesome writing in there. Like to bring full context, we're talking about guilt, shame that we carry mm-hmm. weight. And this is lighthearted that I'm going to share, but the real human component of yeah. is the relationships that are damaged, and they get more and more cold mm-hmm. and distant over time. Whether it's our, our parents, whether it's our kids, whether whoever, these are damaging emotions on their own. Yeah. But over time, they get, you know, the what's the saying? The molehill turns into a mountain or something. Yeah. You get it. They just become way bigger I than do. it needs to. So mm-hmm. while this is a really actually vulnerable and serious kind of topic, here's a lighthearted, irreverent example. <laughs> Excellent. Bring it on. <laughs> uh, so, so we were watching this, I don't know, whenever, like uh, over, over the weekend or something. And the main character mm. accidentally killed her friend's cat. <laughs> but this friend, like, you know, it's one of those sad characters. Yeah. Like, they got nothing going on. But the cat, though. Is everything. The cat is Every and it's yeah. all built up and yeah. it's this big thing. And here's the thing: nobody else knows. And the context of where they oh. drop us into this is a year later at the cat's funeral. Oh no! So they're like they're they're sharing. They're at this funeral. Mm. They're celebrating. You know, like remembering. Yeah, I guess life. this yeah. cat that died mm. a year ago. So for this entire year, yeah, this friend has been. Oh my god! I killed the. I do. I tell the. Per- I can't tell the. Per- but but as the audience, we don't know any of this until right. that character reveal. They have the big sky moment. Mm. I kill. I killed the cat. It, like it comes out, and then they're just about to go on stage and like share. Like here's why you know the cat mm. was so memorable and me- meaningful. Whatever and all the things. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Here. Oh, no. So so so. He, I'm sharing this because how long they, that person, that character did it for a whole year. How many months, years, hopefully not a decade, have we carried unnecessary guilt and shame that has been eroding at us? It's been processing in the back. We're not fully free. We're not fully alive. We're unable to fully connect in, in the present, that alone, the people that have been placed across our, re- our path for a reason. Now, 
What's funny is, is this story continues. She finally, it comes out and the friend mm-hmm. finally hears, I'm sorry, I killed your cat. Mm-hmm. And the friend says, you didn't kill my cat. Here's how it really happened. And it, she didn't, so she ended up not killing the cat the entire time. But because but of the shame. But it held on to all of the, that. Yeah. So, and it grew over time. So, it's, as we're talking about this big sky, yeah. the value of kind of holding the space and respecting the space and, and having some criteria around it. Listen, yeah. I'm sorry if I offend you. I'm sorry if I, mm. I don't mean it. I just need some room to kind of feel out how real yeah. this really is. And that is a vulnerable and it is a scary place. Yeah. And a, sometimes a hard place for most people. But my mm-hmm. wife and I have been using this for years. And if we're talking about all the different relationships and dynamics uh, in business and life and our life, it's honesty has been a very high value. And mm-hmm. respect and love are very high values. And so we don't always agree, but we give ourselves that room. And it, it's made a yeah. huge impact for us, but it hopefully somebody can hear that and not have to carry what they've been carrying the so they story. can feel more free. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry to all the cat lovers. But here's the thing. I think yes, that was yes, beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. I love it because no, but here's the thing. Like sometimes for us to process things, we have to say things like this. And maybe someone is a massive cat lover and that's going to feel really like you just gave me a hard time for being who I am no we're just using it as an example where we saw something we can relate to that and now we're using it in part of the story and I think we have to Mm. get to a point again we can talk about color race gender cats everything that we need to to be able to evolve to our next level if we don't talk about it it's going to be this year later 20 years later 50 years later 100 years later and generations are going to be having to go how do we even have a conversation with someone how do we do this and i think that is part of what i'd love to say by the way I know we have been talking for a long time and we can continue talking, but I do want to give you a shout out. So I know it sounds weird doing it right now, but if people want to know more about who you are, what you do, how do they best do that? The best place to honestly reach out to me is just message me on Facebook. Oh, talk to you as a human being. Yeah, yeah. The whole, yeah, here, here I am. Human connection. Uh, Just go into my email sequence and Mm -hmm. I'll be sure to. That's um, right. No, <laughs> uh, reaching out to me directly is great. But don't forget the robot at the beginning. You forgot that bit. Yeah, 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 exactly. And even just message like the decision table. Yeah. And so that'll give me and us some context of, of how you heard about us. You know, content, our Facebook group, our free Facebook group, we like to have open conversations like this. Yeah. Um, so it's Sales Ascenders Inner Circle. Uh, it's just a free Facebook group. There's great content in there, great community. We have some excellent people. It is a, is it a quality, not a quantity type mm. group. Um, so if, if those words resonate with you, then that that's probably uh, the right place for you. But yeah, th- those two places that. come to mind. I love that. Okay. So one of the things that I do, and it's the only question that I ask in the whole of the decision table that is the same on every decision table. And it's, mm. we've come to that part of that, the, the, before we finish off with this broadcast. But, and that is like, we have created an amazing conversation today. I've loved it. And I think there's so many insights, so many droplets of just even like strategies and thinkings and, and like, 
I don't know, unfinished loops, which are, I, I think there's so much we can play with. But, you know, this helps to create an awareness. And I think that's for any one of us. And that's what a conversation does, right? Like if we're willing to have a conversation and particularly a new conversation that maybe we don't even know where we're going and what that looks like, then, then it creates an awareness that maybe we didn't have beforehand. And so the question I want to ask you is, and this is the piece that I think is so important for all of us is ownership. What are we taking now from the conversation, you know, and, and what are we going to do with that? So that's my question is, what are you taking from our conversation today? The of, Without thinking too hard, just the openness. So we're kind of as we're in, towards the end mm-hmm. here, like the, the big sky, the openness, respecting that process. Another thing that stood out to me, was I guess kind of the the permission or the freedom around mm. playing with both sides of the brain, and so I've mm-hmm. been labeled as oh you're analytical you're you know mm-hmm. I, I've mm-hmm. given been given that with typically negative feedback and and connotation yeah. around that you know my like I there's definitely more life and energy around the, the I mean like just the reason I have like this in the background is it reminds me I to love be it, present by the way. and be mm-hmm. correct thank you be present be courageous. And I just, I love the color and like the power and the mm. the focus and the intensity. And so I like the creative problem. So, you know, I've got a f- my yeah. whole wall over here is dedicated to like, you know, I have to get the, I- they just, the ideas come so much and so fast. And if I don't put them somewhere, then mm. they get lost and it like builds up and it doesn't work. So I just need a place to dump. Mm. And so I love that part. And so yeah. I think. And that's the permission- creativity side of you, the innovative side of you. It's beautiful. So I th- I think it's the permission to allow yourself to mm. to you know I, oh I'm this person it's the wholeness it's I'm yeah. also this person too it's giving you know letting yourself be detail oriented and obsessive mm-hmm. about you know what you're building and understand I heard an ama- a really great interview uh, by John Mayer okay he was being interviewed guitar player. Ah, and you. and so yeah so he has broken a bunch of records all this stuff mm. and. When Steve Jobs was alive and he was releasing the iPod, um, mm-hmm. John Mayer was asked to go and play some of his songs and stuff, right? And he got to talk to Steve Jobs backstage. And he said, the times that I've got to chat you know, with Steve on the phone or backstage or yeah. whenever, the things that he, has, he said were always memorable and always valuable and immediately went to the first page of my life book. You know, like things to remember in life, like page one, here's what Steve Jobs told me. And the one that he shared that's part of this takeaway mm. and, and what I'm processing is greatness. He's like, mm. don't be afraid to bring greatness into every detail mm. and part of what you're doing and, mm. and a phrase and a value that's served me well in life. And it's been, I, I don't know this, I pick this up really early in life, but anything worth doing is worth doing well. Yeah. Anything worthwhile is worth fighting yeah. for. And so, and if it's not, why are we, why are you doing it? <laughs> like yeah. life is short. Life is a gift. I feel like all the time, focus, love, energy, gift, talent, ability. I feel like, I, I guess there's acquisition and there's development, but yeah. I feel like a lot of it was first given. The fact that I'm breathing right now and talking yeah. to you, I, I don't control that. That like I feel like that's a gift. And the question mm. is, what am I doing with that? Yeah. And so Love this element of greatness, John processed that in a mm. way where he's like, the font on my album. If I go to the font.com and it's free, someone might not know the difference compared to that versus the, you know, the 500, 2000 yeah. bucks that I spent to kind of shape the letters a little bit different, but they'll feel it. 
Mm. This is one of the most renowned, you know, artists paying attention to ev- wow. even be- whether you even listen to the album. He's a musician. Mm. That's his thing. But he's talking about graphics and the whole experience before you're even introduced yeah. to what's taking place that came from arguably one of the best leaders, maybe not like like personally working for him. Obviously, there's yeah. rough edges. <laughs> so a of little bit God. of contention with some of the people that have uh, worked yeah. with them over the years. Yes. Not saying it's all rainbows and unicorns, but <laughs> the intensity and the focus yeah. on, and I, th- there's a really awesome, powerful part of Steve Jobs about to release the iPhone. And mm-hmm. He was going like to the presentation that he was going to do or whatever. And Mm. he had his phone in his pocket and the keys scratched the glass a little bit. Now, good, bad, right or wrong. Tim Cook probably would have been like, oh, you know, it'll be okay next round. Mm. And I don't know for for a fact. I'm just saying odds are. But what I'm articulating is kind of the persona of who Steve was. But what Steve does, why he's so Mm. different, what he did is said, that's broken we're three weeks out, we're four weeks out. Like, how are we supposed to produce this? This is, I don't Mm. know, but this isn't the right glass. I don't care what it costs, get it done. Mm. It's the obsessive for greatness on all parts of the whole process. And guess what? That's why there's not another Steve Steve Jobs. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, those are your takeaways. No, no, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to jump in there and miss whatever you had. Like, I wanted to give you that space for a second there because that's why I was like, has he finished on that one or is he going to say something really yeah. profound that I would have missed out if I jumped in there? I yeah. Look, I just love everything about what you just said then. And and I so what I'm taking from today's conversation, because there's so much yeah. that I'm taking, honestly, there is. There's a lot of reminders of, you know, some of the things that you've picked up on, like listening and curiosity and these things are so important to me and when we like what you were just talking about there I think of it as being mastery at your Mm. your genius zone and I'm always looking at how can I be more effective how can I add value how can I learn you know and it comes a lot of it comes from the background in the fitness industry where Mm. I was always looking at how do we get that muscle getting to that bit that then gives us more capacity to be lifting a heavier weight or you know getting balance that you just couldn't do before and so I'm always looking how can I do that and I think you know some of those things that you've picked up on today are things that I've worked quite hard on over the years but I love the fact that you see that it's so natural to me and Mm. so for me that's like seeing you know, I, I think, and sometimes you've got to do this is reflect on going, wow, I, I'm doing some good things. I'm doing some, there's areas in which I've worked hard on. And now they've, I always say they've become my decision DNA. And I love mm. that. So for me, mm. that was really, that was a kind of a nice thing to hear some of those things. Cause sometimes you get so down on yourself. Oh my goodness. I've got all this to do and I need to be doing this and, and I haven't done this. And sometimes it's just good to sit and going, Hey, I've come this way. The other thing I really loved. And I, and I think that this is important. It's funny. I never watch anyone else beforehand, but I had some time in between setting everything up, getting 
rid of the children out of the house because we don't have a door on this up here, by the way. And so Taki's gone for coffee and breakfast with the kids now because he had finished his call. I watched a video with you interviewing someone else and I was like, oh. who is this Chris guy? I'm just going to listen in. Do you know what I loved about today? Hmm. By the way, it was a gr- it was a fine interview. It was, it was not a problem. But I love who you are today. I got to hmm. see the whole of you. So you're this this amazing guy who asks questions, but I love to hear behind the questions. Why is he even hmm. asking that question? Why why do you what's why is he asking that question? Where does he want to take that? What does hmm. he think that he's gonna you know, learn from that question. And I think one of the things you did so well today on our conversation is you came with me and you even asked me questions. You were curious to find out what that was. And then we were back and forth. And for me, that to me is a great conversation because we can both evolve from that. We can both learn from each other. You know, I saw a side of you that I never saw in that whole interview when I watched Mm. you interviewing someone else. And you lit up and you laugh and you, you know, it's funny because you go, I'm often, you know, they're analytical. And I could even tell by the questions you were asking, you were extremely analytical and extremely strategic in the way that you were thinking and and asking those questions. I love the fact I got to see that side of you today because that's part of your genius. But I got to see the, the more... Well, if I was to play Big Sky, I wonder what I would play and what that would look like and and how do we even start being curious about that? And for me, that was that's such a good place when you can have conversations like that. And I think that that's, you know, to be able to play that, to be involved in that is still a learning ground for me as I continue to keep having these conversations because not everyone's willing to go there. So thank you for that. And thanks for playing full out. Yeah, well, I thank you so much for those kind words and also for just creating this space where we get to have this moment together and mm-hmm. and, and share it with whoever's watching and yeah. <laughs> listening. And often and, it's actually the replays and yeah. we will be making this into a podcast as well. So it's going to keep, oh, right keep giving as we That's go. That's awesome. All, yeah. all, all that sounds great. <laughs> I know, right? But when you've yeah. talked about what we've talked about, it seems so... Anyway, yeah. what do I say? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right? I don't know. <laughs> a little a little thing in a in a such a big ocean of thinking an ocean of how can we live better and and really use our time our platform and you know our thinking and who we are to be more effective and and to add value to humanity going forward it's that you know phrase and quote that probably most mm-hmm. of us have heard with Abraham Lincoln of hey if I have four hours to chop down a tree I'm going to spend mm-hmm. three hours sharpening and and this is kind of that zone of of sharpening and it's it continues to baffle me at mm-hmm. how powerful thinking is and how that shapes mm-hmm. the story that you're telling yourself the meaning that you're assigning to the experiences that you're having and how that affects as we're talking about at the decision yeah. decision table, the decisions you make over and over in life. It's just a really powerful practice and tool to do. And you've created a space to provide for that. Love that. And I'm going to end this broadcast, but don't you run away quite yet. Sounds great. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, ensure you leave an awesome rating and review. Our hope is this podcast creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, a curiosity for the need to be part of the change. 
and to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, then apply to join us at our next Leaders Movement Parlay. The link is in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to help build a tribe who make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, and movement changers. Big love until we see you on the next Decision Table Series podcast episode.